pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 153. Today, I'm going to chat with Austin Tong, who's a senior at Fordham University, discuss fraud concerns with mail-in voting, highlight the upcoming Hollison 508T, and talk about mystery seeds mailed from China. I'm your host, Ava Flanell, and Austin, how are you doing? Hi, Ava. Thank you for having me. I look forward to talking about those stuff with you. Absolutely. So did I pronounce your last name correctly? No, it's absolutely correct. Oh, okay. I probably should have asked before we started the show. And then, oh, well, we're just going to go with it. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't be offended. (laughs) Okay. Before we get into everything that you're going through, we're going to talk about Manicore Arms real quick. The Scorpion Evo 12-inch carry handle M-Lock 4-end is in stock right now. And it's designed specifically to go with the bullpuck kit that Sven designed that you can get on CZ's website, but it does in fact fit all of the Scorpion Evo models in standard configuration. It's available right now for $208.95, but if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off, and that is at manicorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. I told you this when I reached out to you that I graduated from Fordham and I was like, oh, that's kind of ironic. Also, that was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to have you on, not just because, just tell your story and I think it's important, but also because it sort of hits home to a degree for me, even though I graduated in 2008, which seems so long ago. Have you been with Fordham since your freshman year? I have. I've been there. I'm in the Lincoln Center campus in the city. Okay, that's the one that I went to. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Wow. I'm not sure if it was like this when you were there, but it, it was just shocking to me at least what happened. Okay, so for listeners who haven't heard this in the news, what exactly happened? What happened was, you know, Instagram, you know, it's a good mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you're making your business there, but I got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. I posted about Officer David Dorn. He was a retired police officer who died during the protests and he was killed. And I was very sad about it. So I posted about that on Instagram. And I said people were hypocrites for not caring about him because I don't think people care about him. And that got a little backlash. The next day, I posted about myself in my backyard with my rifle. And it's a legal rifle. And you know a lot about rifles. It's a legal rifle. Mm-hmm. And I posted that. And I said, don't tread on me. I also made a hashtag, which honors the fallen in China many Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, that got a huge backlash from the mob or bad people. And the school intervened. I actually even commented on my own posts. You know, people people took it as, I don't think they took it. I think they intentionally took it as threatening Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to do something bad to them. And I even commented on my own post. I have to explain. Because we're in New York, I have to explain that I was not intentionally doing anything. I was showing my gratitude to America, the right to bear arms we have, and that it's very important. And I was talking about honoring the democratic movement. And Fordham even commented on my post. And I'm not sure if that's a honorable thing or that's a terrible thing. They commented and they said they'll look into it because there were hundreds of people that were either commenting or sharing and reporting me. There were so many people reporting me. For, you know, I'm not sure they're probably for racism or for violence. Mm-hmm. 
but obviously they haven't encountered any of those because I didn't do any of those. And that night at around 10 p.m., I got a call from the school, the school public safety. And you know what that is. I'm sure they had that before. And they were like, Austin, we're outside your house. And, you know, that moment was a total shock. It was a blower. And my family was with me and we were like, you know, what was going on? You know, but we didn't, we didn't want to not let them in because we didn't, we weren't sure why they were here. Maybe they were protecting us because there was a huge mob, at least online. And then we let them in. The officer came in. He's a retired police officer. And basically what happened was I was questioned on my purchase of the firearm. Yeah, I don't think you like that. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And he questioned me. He said, where do you buy it? Why do you buy it? And I have to write him a report of, it's like a police report. I have to write what happened. And then what happened after was he left. Okay. I, I wasn't arrested or anything. They can't arrest me. But he left and then called me. And he said, Austin, you should take down the post. And I said, why? I said, I have my free speech. Fordham can't tell me to do that. And he said, that's true. You do have your free speech. And also Fordham has their own free speech codes and in the student handbook. And, you know, he said, if you take it down, then we'll put this matter before us and you won't be in trouble. So, you know, as a 21-year-old student, what I would think or my family would think is, you know, is it really worth it to put up a stand against a school and then risk my future mm -hmm. just for an Instagram post? I, I don't think so. And they made me take down both the posts. So I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for this. I mean, is it really worth it? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So I put it down. I put them down. I put it on private. And I put it on private because I want to keep the proof of what they did. And yeah. that was smart. And what happened was I was lied to by the school. It was terrible. And I expected much more. But I had the charges, which was the hate crime bias, the threats, intimidations, and disorder. And he called me, the dean called me, the dean of students. Everyone knows his name now. He called me and he said, no, Austin, we're going to have you do a hearing with us. I'm sending you the letter of hearing right now. And usually we don't call people about this, but we don't want you to broadcast it everywhere. So that just shows something was wrong with them. They felt guilty. And, you know, what can I do? I had to go through it. And it's wrong for them to have me do the hearing just because there's people that don't like me that are talking about it online. I mean, that doesn't constitute criminal behavior in terms mm -hmm. of the school or law. Mm -hmm. And sending the public safety to my house, I call them the Soviet police, which they are because it's terrible. But despite so, I had to do something because at this point, you can't really take legal action because it's not enough. But mm -hmm. I had a hearing after a few days and he basically, he was basically conclusive with what he thinks. He basically just already have a conclusion on what I did and how he views it. I think he probably already wanted to punish me, but he kept saying things as in they're true already. Like I'm already a threat to them, which is not true. And I made a statement to them saying that it's not true. I'm not a racist, nor am I a threat. I didn't even threaten anyone. It's different if I threaten someone. I didn't threaten anyone. and I didn't attack a particular race or gender or religion. And that's what happened. And I told him that. I said, I just appreciated the Second Amendment. I explained everything I, I said very clearly. And for example, don't tread on me. I think that's a very historic statement 
I had to give him a history lesson on why I said that. And then I told him that I was honoring what happened many years ago with the democratic movement. And, but he was just very insensitive about that. And he particularly cared more about the feelings of the students who, frankly, I think just don't like me because a lot of them know me. They know I'm not a bad person. I mean, they're bad people. I'm not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he said, you know, your intentions might not be terrible. Okay. You might not intend to do something, but your impact on the community and who's the community? I don't know. His feelings are the community and the community is hurt. And he told me to differentiate that because somehow, even if I don't have a bad intent and I didn't break any rules, if my impact might have hurt some feelings or constituted an excuse for the people to cancel me, then I did something wrong. And I told him that's completely wrong, you know, and I said all of that. And frankly, this is what happened. I mean, he didn't act like I was a threat. And the public safety officers who came to my house, they said I'm not a threat. Yeah, that's what they charged me with. So, yeah. and they also lied to me that, you know, if I take it down, I won't be punished. So they're all liars. And then I have to say this, if anyone listens to this show about, and they're students, and if you get this kind of situation, you shouldn't back down. Because once you back down, like what I did, they'll just go harder. And you know that if you back down and then they think yourself and they just keep going at you. So that's what happened. And after a month of waiting for him, a month of basically mental torture. I mean, I try to stay positive. I still Mm -hmm. am positive, you can tell. But it was a lot of emotional and mental strain. It was. And I was trying to study for grad school. and that that was hard because of what they did. And obviously, with that kind of record on me as a racist and a violent person, which I'm not, it's probably very hard for me to, to apply for any school, okay? And by that point, graduating from Fordham University was a question. Mm-hmm. And after a month of waiting, he so nicely called me with the final hearing. And he was like, you know, after the student conduct process, we are charging you with a hate crime, bias, and intimidation threat. He got rid of the last one. But wow. I frankly, I was, you know, yeah, wow. I, I looked at him in the hearing and I wasn't talking because I was so mad. And he told me this. And then, you know, what's funny about this, Ava, is I think he feels he was lenient on me. Mm-hmm. And that was his attitude. He said, you know, uh, you know, I had to do this, you know. And he said, these are my punishments. So I can't go on campus, okay, physically. Mm-hmm. And frankly, by this point, I'm not even sure going there physically is a good thing because the mob is, they're crazy. And I have to apologize to the school for hurting the feelings. And I have to have, oh, what's this thing called? Inclusivity training and bias training basically to change my mind. You know, I call it political re-education. You have that in the socialist countries. Yeah. And I mean, of, of course, they'll tell me, oh, Austin, this is good for you. This is good for you. I have to pay tuition and I have to take these classes. It's amazing. I take these classes and I have to meet with the director of multicultural affairs. And who knows what that means? But obviously, they don't know what that means. And I, frankly, I've been saying this, they should really take the sensitivity training because they're very insensitive. And frankly, I think they committed a hate crime against me 
And they also threatened me by sending their cops to my house. They're not even cops. They send their shock forces to my house in the middle of the night. And that's the thought police, as you say, the thought police. Yeah, definitely. Right? And that's why I was charged. I told them, I said, you, a dean who's a Caucasian man, are charging me with racism and even worse than racism, hate crime. And I have to go to diversity training. I mean, I thought I was the diversity in their eyes, okay? I never mm-hmm. thought about that. In their eyes, I'm the diversity, but I have to go through that. And what happened was, of course, I'm not going to back down. And I told him that I'll sue the school. I told him in his face. And I'll sue whoever's responsible for this. And I think you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. he was not happy about that, I can tell you. He was not happy about that. But I did file a lawsuit. And we're going to have subsequent updates to lawsuit. And Frankly, by this point, at first there was, you know, my future is destroyed, at least very harshly damaged. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think I'm fighting for something which we all can agree with, which is uh, our rights. Yeah. And we have this going on. I'm not sure how it was when you were in Fordham, but across campuses, across America, actually, you have a sweeping wave of Marxism and mm-hmm. this kind of dictatorship like thing going on so i do hope and my lawyers hope that we can make this a precedent in the future and we do hope that you know the trump government can get involved in this because and probably they will but we'll have to see i know donald trump jr trump's son even retweeted the story so i do think they know this but we want to make this something for everyone yeah and I think what you're doing is very brave because a lot of people might just kind of back down, accept what they just charged you with and just kind of take responsibility and kind of move forward, which would be the easy way out. Mm. And I'm sure that it's been mentally exhausting, even just trying to figure out, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to charge me with? Are they going right. to let this slide? And right. it's also frustrating because you didn't do anything wrong. In my opinion, I think they just saw a gun. And New York is extremely anti-gun, especially within Mm. the city. And I think that they're taking it out on you because there was a gun near picture. Right, right. And yeah, I did some research. So, okay, Mm -hmm. Fordham. So their own promise of freedom of expression says, quote unquote, Fordham strives for excellence in research and teaching and guarantees the freedom of inquiry required by rigorous thinking and the quest for truth. (laughs) It also turns out, so Fordham holds the foundation for individual rights and education's worst rating for free speech and makes frequent appearances on FIRE's worst colleges for free speech list. Additionally, a state court ruled just last year that Fordham violated its promises of freedom of expression and centering a pro-Palestinian student organization, Mm -hmm. which... Fordham is fighting the decision on that appeal. Sure. This obviously isn't the first time that it's happened. And this stuff just, to be blunt, this stuff pisses me off. One of the things that I dealt with when I went to college, and I think that this isn't just within Fordham, but this is plenty of colleges, is Mm -hmm. most of the professors have more of a liberal point of view, and Mm -hmm. they try to push that onto students. And I think that when you're in college, you're very impressionable. You're trying to figure out who you are. You kind of look up to the professor and you sort of adopt to those ideologies. And that's what always just annoyed me is instead of stating both stances and letting the student decide where they want to go from there, 
it's like they just completely erase the other side. And this is it. This is how you have to think. And it defeats the purpose of college, in my opinion. Was it like that when you were in college? Oh, yeah. So I wasn't into firearms when I was in college. But I do remember writing a paper that was fairly conservative. Mm -hmm. And it was well written. So my degree is in English and communications. I actually graduated with a 3.7, no, 3.4 GPA in three years. So I wasn't a bad student or anything or struggling. I always did very Mm -hmm. well academically. And I wrote a paper and I received a C on it. It's terrible. Why? And well, that's what I said. So I asked the professor. And so then I challenged that and met with him during office hours. He basically said that my opinion was wrong. And it was, wow. it was something based on global warming. So uh. as much as people don't want to say that it's political, it's become political, just like True. coronavirus. True. Okay, maybe there are scientific evidence, but I think that a lot of it is kind of blown out of proportion, depending on what side you stand on. Sure. And so, yeah, so obviously it kind of triggered him and he's just like, no, you're wrong. This isn't true. And it's like, well, show me the evidence where this isn't true. Right. And he couldn't. And so forever, I couldn't stand that teacher. I always avoided any classes, even if it was a class of interest that I wanted to take, because there's only a select few professors in each curriculum. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It was pretty bad. I kind of want to go back to a few things. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you're from China, correct? Right. And you came here when you were how old? I was six. It was 2005. Okay, and you came directly to New York? I came to New York, right. Okay. Have you felt any backlash with coronavirus? Because I know for a little while, everyone was, yeah, blame China. China's to blame for this. Mm -hmm. And there was kind of some internal racism within the country against anyone who is Asian. Did you right. feel so, that? So, yes, it, that's very sad. There was a lot of racism against Chinese and Asian people. But what can I say? I'm, I'm not going to complain about that. What happened was I bought a firearm because people were attacking Chinese people. So I bought a firearm to protect ourselves. I think we need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. All Americans. So... I didn't personally experience any hurtful things happen to me, but there are some people who did. So, you know, I think the best way you can avoid that is to, I mean, I think you and I can agree with this, arm yourself. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical real quick. If you guys have a Mossberg 590 shockwave, highly recommend the 590-SBM4 brace. So as you guys know, the shockwave, it has an impractical grip. It's a pistol grip. So when you're shooting it, it's not the easiest to shoulder. But if you add that brace, it becomes much more practical. And they are available on the website right now for $199. But if you use that code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. And that is at sb-tactical.com. Austin, I want to know what was the process to get a firearm in New York? Because from what I understand, it's near impossible. So I was actually just even impressed that you were able to get a gun. No, I, that's what I thought too. But, you know, in New York City, which you went to school at, very hard. Basically, they don't have a Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's non-existent. They it. It's true. I mean, they say they do, but 
it's very difficult. But I live in Ireland, so it's slightly better there. You can actually get a long gun, which is, uh, I'm not sure if that's what you call it in, you're in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Or where yeah. Are you? yeah, I'm in Colorado. So a long gun will classify as like shotgun, right, AK, right. AR, anything that's a rifle. Right. So I had to do my research and I can actually get, if you're in Ireland or you're in most parts of New York State, you can get a long gun without a license. So you can just go there and directly buy it. You don't have to register the gun. So in New York, you have two types of guns, long guns, basically. And basically, you have one that's called featureless, which literally means you don't have a pistol grip. You don't have any accessories with the gun. You can't have, how do you call it, a stock that you can make it longer or shorter. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you call that? How do you call that? Adjustable stock. Adjustable stock. Yeah, that's right. And you can't have the, what's that thing? The flash hider or whatever. You can't have anything on the gun. And it basically looks like a disabled gun. They basically had that Governor Cuomo of New York. He basically had that passed after a terrible event that happened. And it's called uh, the Safe Act. And that's one type of gun. That kind mm-hmm. of gun, featureless gun, it, I think in California as well, they have yeah. that. And then you also have another type of gun, which is the regular gun. However, you can have a detachable magazine, which is a very inconvenient thing. So mm-hmm. what I have. Okay, I got the gun. I went to a gun shop. And frankly, you know, with the coronavirus and with what you just mentioned, the, the racism, there's a lot of people getting guns. I'm sure across the country. But in New York, with the lack of guns, you know, there are still people buying guns. And it was very hard to get a gun. And I called a lot of shops and then I found one that had a AR-15. And that's what I wanted. And I went there. And basically what happens is you, you pick the gun and then you have to go through a background check like everywhere. And to my surprise, that was it. I got a background check. It was like the FBI background check. And then that's it. But I paid for it and I left with it. But it's a fixed mag rifle. Mm-hmm. Which basically, so you have to load each round into the chamber. That's right. And imagine the AR-15, how you load it. Yeah. You have to remove the, not remove, but you know, open the receiver, upper receiver. Uh-huh. And then yeah. you have to load it like uh, like ancient war one gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. You can't imagine, but that's what happened. I mean, it looks better. It look you don't yeah. have you have the features, but it's terrible. But it's funny because Fordham called it a automatic I'm weapon. I'm surprised they didn't call it an automatic assault rifle. True, they didn't but call it a laser gun. That's also another thing that annoys me is that. People just make these assumptions and they assume that guns are bad, but they have no knowledge of the gun whatsoever. Automatic, you would never have an automatic. You couldn't just go to a gun store and get an automatic and you have a semi-automatic assault rifle. It doesn't even exist. There's no such thing as an assault rifle. AR does not stand for that. It stands for Armalite. Huh? No, I think think the Fordham uh, Dean of Students should really listen to this podcast because he needs the education. Oh, yeah. Him and the rest of the media that just makes these claims. But if you're going to make these claims or even politicians that try to pass these laws, they have no idea what they're even passing. True. Some of the stuff you look at it and you're just, wow, they've never shot a gun. They've never taken a safety course. They've never taken the time to educate themselves. And that is what is really frustrating because they're pushing an agenda that they don't even know about. It's true. It's true. and. I was not always a pro-gun person, mm-hmm. but I realized 
know, everything you just said, it's not the gun, it's people. And people who are against guns, really, they should experience it at the least to see it. And there's a reason why the founding fathers have a gun in the Constitution, which is the Second Amendment. And it's to preserve the rights of the people and it's to keep the government in check. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the people who are against it, you know, they have their reasons. And I do think that we need to be careful with firearms because there are people who aren't careful. But it's to keep the government in check. And then without it, you're going to have a bigger and bigger government. And that's what we're seeing Mm -hmm. with people who are against it. They want bigger government. So why about the gun? I was not just about personal safety with everything going on. It's also a a proud thing when I got it. I was very proud of it. And that's why I posted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're proud because it's your American right. Right. And it just boggles me that somebody could look at your post, either of those posts, and get anything negative out of it. No, I just think they don't, they don't like me with the cancel culture. I think, no, I don't think they believe what they say. I don't think, I really don't think they believe it. I think they're just, you know, pretending. But Mm -hmm. they're just using this chance to get back to me for whatever reason. But, you know, that's, that's the situation right now we have. What are you studying at Fordham right now? So I'm studying global business, which is uh, the Gabelli School of Business, which, you know, it's a very high ranking. It's a great school. And I'm studying in global business marketing. And I'm using it right now. And I think it's working. But, you know, when I, I have this very good major. And, you know, I'm a senior. And then when I graduate, it's basically endless possibility of what I can do in terms of professionally. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. They basically told me, too bad, Austin. You know, I don't like you and you're going to have trouble with it. But no, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm going to go back to something that was said in an article that I read where mm-hmm. it was saying that you're a student of a university, you are representing them. And if they feel like you're not representing them well, then they can take whatever. But then I was thinking about this. Well, I have a diploma from Fordham. So they're technically representing what I paid for. And Fordham is not cheap. How much is it per year? It's uh, $50,000 per year of tuition. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And again, so thankful that my mom paid for that. And I also did Mm -hmm. actually get a little bit of a scholarship. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But here, each student is paying all of this money to get a diploma from a university that is fairly difficult to get into. So really, we can totally flip this around and they are representing what I just paid for. And in my opinion, they're not representing me well. This is an embarrassment to to me and that I have a diploma from them. Right, right. So if we want to play that game, that's how ridiculous this sounds. It's true. It's true. And your comment on the the article is correct. They should take your diploma away since you have a, a lot of guns and you're a firearm instructor. But yeah, I did comment under one of the Fordham, the newspaper article, and I said, I'm a graduate from Fordham University, 2008. And I think it's hilarious that they're so anti-gun. And yet my entire world revolves around guns. I've trained thousands of people. Because wow. of me, there's been tons of people that have become gun owners They can handle guns well. They've gotten their concealed carry permit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to stop anytime soon. I'm that person that does reviews and encourages people to buy certain guns. I do Mm -hmm. marketing for gun-related companies. I have a 2A-related coffee company. This podcast, I'm pushing the Second Amendment anytime, any chance that I get. And 
I hope that they're proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I know. But I do consider myself very successful. I've been able to be self-employed for the last seven years. I live alone. I own my own house. I have a brand Mm -hmm. new car. I've done well for myself and I'm not in debt. And whether I have Fordham to thank for that, I think through all of our experiences, it all kind of helps. Mm -hmm. Even I worked for the New York Yankees in legal and finance. And I look back, gosh, what a waste of time. But really it wasn't because it definitely helped me realize the legal aspects of a business or the financial aspects. But it'd be funny if they're contacting me and they don't like how I'm representing them, that I'm a Fordham graduate and they took my diploma away, which by the way, the diploma is bullshit. The entire thing is in Latin, except for your name. (laughs) And I'm sorry. So like my mom and I, at the time, I remember I got the diploma in the mail and it's just like, this is what we paid all this money for. And it doesn't even say, most people don't know Latin. You could literally lie and be like, yeah, this diploma, oh, chemistry. Yep. That's what my degree was in. Oh, (laughs) because it tells you what the degree is in, but it's all in Latin. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I don't even, honestly, it's kind of funny because I don't even know where my diploma is now. It's not hanging up or anything. Sure. But you know, you brought a good point, which is the experience you have, it it builds up. And then it just depends on what you take out of the experiences. And Mm -hmm. I I commend you. You're doing very well. I really like that. I'm happy when I saw, you told me you're a foreign student. I saw what you're doing. I'm very happy about that. But diploma or not, you know, we, you learn a lot of things. I learned a lot of things. and. And I'm sure that even this, what you're going through, I would hate to be going through this, especially at your age. The younger you are, the harder I think it is. Mm -hmm. But I think even at my age to go through this, it would definitely be difficult and stressful. But I definitely commend you for doing it. And you're taking action. You're standing up to something that you believe in, which I don't think enough people do nowadays. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe this will change history. Hopefully, hopefully. And, you know, despite everything, despite the hurt. I think I'm a strong person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and frankly, I don't want to be like a hero, but by this time, you, you have to fight back. If you just accept it, I mean, I just think it's worse. And from a perspective, besides constitutional rights for myself, if I just accept it, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go into the world and everyone's going to know I'm a racist and I'm a violent person, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that's just... I, I can't imagine that. And like I told you previously, they lied to me that if I comply to them, I won't be in trouble. So if I comply again, I mean, I wonder what's going to happen. And also, yeah. if I comply again to them, I might be expelled or suspended anyway. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is for everyone, you just have to fight back. You got to yeah. fight back hard. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. our country ends up like all the other countries. Yeah. It ends up like them. It's true. It's yeah. true wrapping up this segment, did you start a GoFundMe for legal action? So I made a GoFundMe a week or two ago. And that was why I made a public letter against Fordham. And it covers all the fees and it covers damages because, you know, I'm going to be spending the next, I don't know how many years into this. You know, you told me that Fordham is appealing their previous lawsuit, which they lost on free speech. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not they're not people who give up. They're very rich. They have a great lawyer team. And I'm going to be spending my next few years doing this. Mm -hmm. So my my occupation now is being a lawsuit boy. And it'll take a while. So that's going to cover all of that. So that's very nice. And then frankly, what's more important than that is the people who are supporting it, who are supporting me, 
And that's why I said in the beginning of the podcast, I said that we're fighting for something bigger than myself because I've had people come to me from across the world and they tell me, you know, their story of being silenced or a conservative student or whatever student telling me how they were punished. Like you said, you got to see in the paper, Mm -hmm. something like that. So, you know, before all of this, it was just hearing about it on the news, but being in the situation right now, I do want to make this impactful for everyone. Mm -hmm. But really, it's the love, it's the support that really empowers me in this. Yeah, definitely. So what is your GoFundMe link? Or Uh, how could somebody find you? It's in my Comrade Meow Instagram. And you saw it. And that's where it is. I kind of laughed at the name. You like the name? Well, I laughed at it, Comrade Meow. (laughs) It's cute, right? It's cute. (laughs) It is, yeah. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, he's so dangerous, Comrade Meow. (laughs) Dangerous, dangerous. (laughs) Okay, well, I put your Instagram handle on there, and then you said it's the link. I should, I'll I'll be able to post that link, actually. Thank you. If people want to donate to the cause, they can. Thank you, thank you. Of course. Okay, moving forward, so IWI. If you guys are wanting a bullpup with a little bit more oomph, you should go check out the Tabor 7. It's IWI's first bullpup in 762 NATO. It's based on customer requests. And it has a number of improvements, including the ability to lock the charging handle without the use of the bolt cache. It's also ambidextrous, and all you have to do is simply just swap out the charging handle. Also keep in mind, when you head on over to the website to check this gun out, All accessories are 15% off when you use the code GUNFUNNY15. I actually just bought a few patches from them as well as an IWI apron. Even though I don't cook, one can pretend. I bought it for the gram, not going to lie. And that is at IWI.us. And now it's time for the political segment. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political Trump tweets, what if we delay the election? Right now, with a ton of Democratic governors across the country continuing to mandate shutdowns in spite of data, it's become clear that their goal is no longer about saving lives, but defeating Trump. To aid in that agenda, they are actively pushing for mail-in voting everywhere in spite the problems that come with it. Absentee ballots that exist, they've had issues in the past. There's been a lot of fraud, delays in transit, lots of ballots get lost in the mail. A few episodes ago, I talked about how someone's dead cat got a voter registration sent to them. Yeah. (laughs) And this, I feel like if they do this, it completely defeats the purpose of voting because Mm. it's so easily manipulated. Yeah. So he was hoping that maybe they could push it back a little bit. His exact words were, with universal mail-in voting not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. And then, of course, the media went into frenzy after he posted that. Mm -hmm. And then later in the day, he followed up with, quotes, glad I was able to get the very dishonest, lamestream media to finally start (laughs) talking about the risk to our democracy from dangerous universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which I totally support, must know election results on the night of the election, not days, months, or even years later. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think that this is going to happen because this change would require passing congressional legislation, which Trump obviously knows. I think he's just trying to get people to start talking about it. Right. But I'm not going to put it past them. It is something that I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. And in that case, I would just be so fed up with politics because as it is, I get so discouraged and I think that our vote doesn't really count. Right. And yeah, so. No, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, I think you brought up a good point. I agree with you that he knows there's, you know, he can't pass that. But to spark the conversation, I think it's important because it's a very special year. You have the virus. And, you know, you with the deck had everything, I do think that there probably will be cheating. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want that because, you know, first of all, it's illegal. And second of all, I'm sure the pe- there's people who want to make that happen. But, you know, I don't know why the mail-in voting is such a particular issue because you can still make a vote, just social distance. I know. I don't know why. That just shows there's... um in my opinion, there's a political agenda behind that to make it million voting because that's an essential thing to the country. You have to vote. And frankly, if you can go on the street to protest, yeah. you can go to the ballot place and vote. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you can go to the grocery store, which obviously we all are doing, right. I think that we can coordinate a time where we can all place our vote. So I totally exactly. agree. Sharps Rose. If you have a Thompson Center Encore or Contender G1 or G2, you should go check out the 1913 Railed Grips Sharps Bros designed. This allows installing a 1913 brace like the FS 1913 from SB Tactical or the Triangle Brace, which I just recently found one in my box. So obviously now I have to buy another gun. They're on sale right now for $89 and $105, depending on the version. You can find that at sharpsbros.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is not gun related. It's, did you dye your hair? And yes, I did. I'm kind of blonde now, which is so weird. And I don't know if I like it. I told my hairstylist because every time I go to get my hair done, usually just my roots covered, which is my true hair color is some mousy brown color and I hate it. And every time I go to get my roots covered up, she always goes darker and I hate it because then I feel like I look super gothic for the next two weeks until it starts to fade away. So I told her that I wanted a lighter color and we were going to put in some highlights to fix some of the old color correction because it's been a while and it was totally due. I literally spent eight hours in the salon. I'm not even kidding. I was there from 10 until five, I believe. And I hated being there the whole time. But anyways, long story short, I ended up with like blonde hair. And yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I might have her put something over it to make it a little bit more brown. Maybe when the fall comes around. So I'll just sport this look for the next month. But yes, it's not your eyes. I did indeed dye my hair. Not too bad. It's not too bad. And it looks good. It's definitely a work of art. My hairstylist, she's won awards. Wow. She definitely knows what she's doing and takes her time doing it. But that's why I'm also kind of hesitant to be like, yeah, I know you spent eight hours, but can we just put some darkness over it and cover it all up? <laughs> so, yeah. You try out sometimes new colors. I dye my hair before too, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're just like, why did I even touch my hair? I should have just left it alone. And I think the biggest thing that I hate is I just feel like my hair isn't as healthy now because they had to bleach it all. 
oh, it, it is what it is. Polymer 80. So I got an email. I'm receiving a bunch of Polymer 80, 80% frame kits that I'm going to do some giveaways for. I haven't decided what I'm going to do for the giveaway, but stay tuned. A really good way to be informed about that is go to Instagram or Facebook and just search for Gun Funny Podcast and there will be details to follow. Okay, Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. The Holison 508T V2 shows signs that it will ship soon. Like many new products this year, even the new Holison, the 508T V2 has been delayed due to COVID, but it looks like they will soon start shipping in volume as they've been posting some teasers on social media. The 508T provides a larger field of view than other models and a lightweight but robust titanium housing. It also includes larger buttons than previous models. It has a side access battery tray, which is great because then you don't have to unmount your dot if you need to change the battery so that you're not losing that zero once you've zeroed it in. It also includes, which I love, their solar panel and their shake awake. So I love the shake awake because I always forget to turn my optic off. And then next thing I know, the battery is dead. And it's just, oh, that's cool. I also like that the minute I pick it up, that it's going to turn on. I don't have to turn it on. And it comes in red and green versions. And hopefully we'll see that in store soon. Trigger Brew. I swear, I say this every time, but I swear this is the only thing that's keeping me going because I've been so busy. Even within the last, within the last 24, well, no, let's say, let's just say the last two days, I've recorded five shows, whether I was on somebody else's show or recording my own show or the other podcast, Basic American Podcast. But, and then on top of that, I'm training five classes a week. It's just, I have a lot going on. So Trigger Brew has come to the rescue, whether it's drinking their coffee and getting my caffeine levels up, their energy drinks, or even just forgetting to eat and then realizing it and just grab a bag of beef jerky real quick. You can check that out at triggerbrew.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY20 and that gets you 20% off. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as Never mind. AF. I don't know if you've heard about these mystery seeds that are being sent to people just randomly from China. Have you heard of that? I, those? About it. I saw did? it. I'm not sure too much about it. It's so weird. And like in my other podcast, Basic American, so I joked that I, I planted these seeds, even though the US is like, don't plant them, which is <laughs> kind of interesting. You're like, hmm, what could these seeds be? It's almost tempting to plant it. It could be something like a really invasive plant. It could be some sort of fungus that takes over your brain? Or what if it's the cure to coronavirus and China is just secretly trying to send us these plants that if you eat or if you smoke or whatever, it will cure coronavirus? Who knows? I have all the conspiracy theories. Anyways, I just read this article that actually kind of makes a little bit more sense. The most likely motive behind the mystery seeds is a quote-unquote rushing scam to bolster seller ratings on online markets like Amazon. In a brushing scam, a fake email account orders an item and has it delivered to your address. Once it's delivered to your home, it is a verified delivery and the email account can write a verified review to make their ratings better. Isn't that kind of genius? 
Uh, it's pretty smart. It's totally sleazy of them to do this, but how many times do you buy something based on ratings? No, to be honest with you, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I just bought a printer and I was, I don't know anything about printers, but this one has 2,843 five-star reviews, so it must be good. <laughs> That's basically what we look at. We don't, we don't do too much research. Yeah. I also will say that I've been on Amazon before where I'll scroll down to read the reviews and they're talking about the lipstick and I'm looking at buying a microphone. So I think sometimes they replace the products and, and they still keep those reviews. So definitely read those reviews. A lot of times you're like, oh no, they're fake, but obviously just like this, if it's mailed to somebody and then obviously it's, it's confirmed delivery, then it is a verified review. So people just take it for what it is. It's true. No, you got to be careful because I do see that too. They basically use a previous product with a lot of stars and then they replace it with a new thing. Yeah. You got to be really careful. Yeah, I know. I agree. So I always now, ever since I discovered that, I always scroll down to make sure that the reviews are actually about the product that I'm about to buy. Luckily with Amazon though, they have a great return policy, which is kind of why I give them business quite a bit. Mm All right, Triarch Systems. With so many people buying guns lately, the demand has also surged for parts as more people have gotten into building their own guns, especially because they can't find complete guns. So one of the hardest things to find right now are barrels. Triarch System has barrels. They actually have a lot of things. It's kind of like a secret source at this point. So check out their stuff. Head on over to TriarchSystems.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, A-V-A, for 5% off. And now it's time for iTunes reviews. So guys, if you haven't left an iTunes review, please do so. Uh, It helps me out immensely. First review, tech-esque, titled over it, five stars. Ava is so over Jacob Herman. Couldn't stop listening as she got snarkier and snarkier. Don't change. And that's funny because I've gotten so many, actually, I have kind of a funny story, but I've gotten so many emails, messages, even within the first two hours that that episode dropped, everyone was mad and kind of hated this guest that I had on because he was, you got to support the NRA. If you don't, you're the problem. But obviously right now the NRA is just kind of a shit show and nobody wants to support them until they start making changes. But I did receive an email. So let me read you the email that I recently got. This guy's name, his first and last name is Tony. Tony, Tony. Email no reply at gmail.com. Subject unsubscribes instead of unsubscribed. Just finished with your recent podcast discussing your dislike for the NRA. I have unsubscribed from your podcast and Instagram feeds. You should reconsider your stance on the NRA. And I would have messaged him back and would have had an intelligent conversation with him and told him exactly why I don't support the NRA. But he's one of those guys where he's very narrow-minded, obviously didn't even have the balls to put his email address so I could respond. And I hate people that aren't open to conversation like that. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't really care that he unsubscribes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. goodbye. (laughs) Second iTunes review, even though that went down on a a long tangent, Don 700 Nitro titled The Dreaded L Word, five stars. Hilarious episode with Liberty Doll. Very interesting story and awesome that she went from the horrid L word to a staunch supporter of Liberty. Looking forward to hearing about her first trip to the range when she gets to a free state. All right. So Austin, out of those two, pick a winner to win a prize pack. I think second one. Okay. Compliment to you. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, snarkier, there's nothing wrong with being snarky. You know, sometimes it's a good thing. <laughs> oh. But all right, Don 700 Nitro, contact me and I will send out a prize pack. All right, so now it's time to wrap up. So guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything on there. Consider becoming a patron. If you want to support the show, you enjoy it. $3 will get you access into our Patreon-only Facebook group, which is a ton of fun, super inappropriate. Wouldn't recommend it if you have feelings because your feelings <laughs> might get hurt. <laughs> the next person to become a patron, I'm going to give a t-shirt of their choice to. And you could do that at patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. Also, Blown Deadline, who does amazing Cerakote work, he's given away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky patron. And $5 and up patrons get a patron-only patch that will never be for sale, and it's only for people that have been patrons. Also want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, and Star Wars 77. Man, I thought I could say that all in one breath. I couldn't. Whew, okay. King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say, contrary to popular belief, Operator Tickles has never cheated death. She always wins fair and square. And Austin, thank you again so much for spending time and telling your story and fighting the good fight. Can you just remind people once again where they can find you on the interwebs? Well, first of all, you can find Ava on her podcast. Okay, you should all follow her first. And then <laughs> if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but Instagram, I'm the Comrade Meow. Ava likes the name. So I think you'll like the name. It's yeah, Comrade I think it's pretty Meow. funny. Uh, I'm a nice guy. You can message me. I'll respond to you. But hopefully you'll follow both of us. Yeah, definitely. All right. And guys, if you want to donate to the GoFundMe, the link is in his Instagram bio. So definitely do that. And on that note, we're out of here. All right. Thank you, Ava. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.